Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 233. This show is brought to you by LearnDash, an excellent choice when building your next project that requires integration of an online course, and Weglot, announcing their WordPress global sponsorship for meetups and WordCamps in 2022. I'll tell you more about our pod friends later in the show, but speaking of word camps and supporting them, this show is important to us at Do The Woo, as we are a media partner at the awesome WordCamp Europe, which is right around the corner, first part of June in Porto, Portugal. Some of the hosts, including myself, will be there podcasting, and personally, I'll be moderating conversations at the WP Cafe on the second day, first part of the day, or I should say first half of the day. And you'll hear more about what's going on there in this conversation. But let's cut to the chase as Robbie and Robert have a great chat with two organizers from the WordCamp Europe team, of course, talking all about WordCamp Europe. Hello, and welcome to Do the Woo. This is the Woo Biz Chat section. And today, Robert and I are going to be talking to two of the people involved in WCEU. So we're real excited to hear about this. I know everyone is excited about where Camp Europe coming back as a an in-person event this year. I know I'm excited. Robert, you're going as well, right? I, you know, it's been three long years and... WCEU, WordCamp, EU, WordCamp Europe, however we want to call it, has always been my favorite. Uh, it, it really grabs a whole different sort of group of people than you would see like just at, you know, WordCamp Orlando or WordCamp this or WordCamp that. And uh, it's always been the biggest, you know, what are we going to call it? Regional, biggest premier, biggest featured WordCamp, uh, well, at least in my experience over the last few years or even before well, you got to always minus the two COVID years, but outside of that, it's uh, I, I, it's fantastic and it's a great excuse to, uh, boy, talk and meet a lot of people and learn a lot of stuff. Oh, and you know, wind up going to Portugal, which is fantastic. Exactly. Well, so we have, and I apologize if I mispronounce you guys' names, but I'm going to say we have Taki and Takis, and I probably just brutal brutalize those names, I apologize. So guys, we're so excited to have you here today. Um, who would like to talk first? I'll go. Uh, right. Thanks for having us. And this is Taka. Yeah. Shall I pronounce it myself? <laughs> yes, I please tell us how to say your name. <laughs> you're, you're pretty close. Taka. Taka Reyenga, which is impossible to pronounce for anybody outside of Holland. So uh, no worries about that. Yeah, so I'm one of the four global leads uh, for WordCamp Europe 2022. Um, and I've been involved in quite a couple of WordCamps uh, already. Skipped last year's edition that was 100% uh, online because that for me, that really didn't do it. No, I mean, I for me, it's about meeting the people, the boss, the whole vibe, working towards this event. You know, it's months of preparation and... And which is all coming together in this one weekend, um, uh, seeing people, 
I'm not going to say hugging people these times, but seeing people, connecting, you know, catching up, stuff like that. And I'm excited. This is going to be my first WordCamp Europe, so I'm very excited about that. Takas, tell us, what do you, what is your role uh, with the organization? And uh, have you been there before? I'm assuming you have. Hello, guys. Very happy to be here with you. Uh, my name is Takis Bujuris. I'm from Greece. So that's the weird name as well. Uh, my role in uh, this year's WordCamp Europe is the lead of the community team. Uh, which is the team uh, who is uh, behind the side events that are going on around uh, WordCamp Europe uh, beside the, the main content. Uh, these are events like the big contributor day that we uh, always have before the main event, uh, a day dedicated to contributing back to the, to the WordPress ecosystem, the WordPress project. Um, this year, we're also organizing uh, some uh, uh, other activities like the WP Cafe, uh, a place where we can casually, but uh, in a moderated way, discuss about uh, issues and topics uh, around WordPress. We're having a big uh, and I'm hoping very uh, exciting community booth at the expo area, where we will be expecting uh, everybody uh Perhaps without hugs, okay, but uh, with open arms <laughs> in any case. Mm. And uh, we're also going to be having a wellness track outside in the park because uh, the, the venue there has a beautiful park outside. And we will be uh, uh, having uh, some exercise as well in between talks. <laughs> so that's that's the short version. <laughs> Awesome. And I, I saw it was just announced about the big party at the end of uh, WCEU. Does that fall under your, are you involved in that as well, you guys? Taki probably is. It's, uh, it's uh, part of the responsibilities uh, uh, of another team. Yeah, but uh, well, the after party is always an integral part of, uh, of a WordCamp Europe. I mean, everybody who has been to an after party in, in Europe <laughs> probably remembers it. Or, or probably doesn't. <laughs> No, <laughs> that could be true as well. <laughs> Don't worry, there will be cell phone photos to prove it, Robert. That's right. So, talking, you're doing the WP Cafe, but you're is it? It's slightly different than Berlin, if I recall. Uh, Berlin seemed to have. Oh, you talk to it, please. Indeed, it's a little bit uh, different in the way that we try to make it a little bit more open this year. Uh, in Berlin, the WP Cafe had topics, and each topic uh, had uh, a person who initiated the discussion in the topic, who was sort of an expert in the topic. But this year, we tried to uh, turn things a little bit around and have no experts at the table. So we wanted to make the discussion as open as, as possible. There are going to be some uh, proposed topics, not strictly the ones that are going to be uh, discussed. People will have the opportunity to discuss their own topics. Uh, there will be a moderator, but the moderator will simply uh, facilitate the conversation. They will not be, he or she will not be uh, an expert of any kind. So the idea is to have an, an as open conversation as possible uh, with as many topics as possible uh, as a side event of work on Europe this year. Yeah, the, the, the timing is pretty big. I mean, it's the cafe is going on pretty much all morning and afternoon uh, as sort of an adjunct to... Yeah, the main topics and sessions and expo. It's a little bit like a parallel track, not exactly a track as the main tracks, but yeah, it's going to go on for the whole day. And uh, we're also going to be serving some nice quality coffee at the WP Cafe, right? It's, 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 it, it will not be a WP Cafe just in name. <laughs> <laughs> 
even better. Well, I'll definitely be showing up then for my caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, make sure you do. You, you, you guys mentioned that this this takes a lot of planning. An event this size takes a lot of planning. How far back did you guys start meeting and 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 start the teams on the planning? I would say this goes back to September last year. I think overall it takes about eight nine months of solid planning and working Amazing. on it. And kind of depending on on the team that you're in or the team that that you're talking about, um, the the pressure is on like either in the last months or maybe in the early stages. Like um, I've been involved in the sales and sponsors team in previous years. Um, that's something that you basically want to close all the deals before Christmas or so. You know, you want to make sure that you have the funds to organize the event later um, or in the in the following year. Um, this time we were quite a bit later, but we still managed to get um, 100% um, of sponsorship uh, fees in. But then again, I mean, uh, there's also a photography team that is not doing anything in the first, what, eight and a half months or eight months. And they kind of come into action in uh, in the preparation now, planning stages now uh, to, you know, uh, have the amount of uh, photographers on the floor and, um, and the right equipment, all that. Uh, making sure that we later can look back on cool footage, uh, photos, videos, etc. So, yeah, those teams will those teams will start during it, and then they will work after it to do all the post work on those photos and videos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say one. I want to compliment the the team because the communication that has happened with this, because uh, I'm a sponsor, you know, and I also know people who are just signed up as attendees and things. The communication, both publicly out there on social media and such, and on your own website has been excellent, as well as all the touchbacks with personalized emails. And so that's kudos to you guys, because, you know, sometimes you sign up for a conference or even you sponsor a conference. And then you're like the week before you're like, wait, have I, have I heard from those guys? You know? And so, so I, I do appreciate <laughs> that. And one thing that I also was going to ask, I'm sure that this was a big factor in your planning um, is COVID. I mean, we're coming out of two years of not having any live events. And then now you guys are organizing an event with how many people are we expecting? We're expecting about, um, we're aiming for about 3,000 people, uh, 3,000 attendees, but that, that's, that's like this total sum. Uh, so that includes volunteers, sponsors, et cetera. And that has been a tricky, tricky one. Like, uh, you know, in the early stages, um, we were talking about three, four scenarios, like all the what ifs, like what if, you know, countries shut down again, or what if there's a new peak, uh, or, you know, all the what ifs. And we tried to um, uh, think of scenarios for that. But the closer we're getting to the event, um, the more countries in Europe are opening up and uh, more restrictions are, uh, are, are falling. So, um, yeah, we had different scenarios ready, but really, fortunately, we, we, we can stick with our primary scenario, which was an in-person event um, where we are going to be super, super careful. Um, we do realize that there is a lot of eyes, uh, you know, kind of looking at us like, okay, what's going to happen here? How are they doing that? We do realize that we set examples uh, as, a, as an event of this scale. Um, so it will be, we'll be having a uh, mask policy inside. Uh, we make sure that there's like 
you know, all the, even though Portugal is really opening up, there's not too, too much mask wearing, uh, anymore. I think only in public transport and, and medical centers and stuff like that. Um, but still we want to keep a strict mask policy inside on the expo area in the, in the venue. Um, we're taking care of, you know, food, beverage, all that. That's going to be outside tents, open air. It's going to be super nice, you know, weather. Uh, June in Porto is going to be amazing. Um, so, yeah, we're tr really trying to uh, cater for all these kind of circumstances that um, that are around the whole COVID situation in the world. Yeah, I, I'm always fascinated by the, the, the business of putting all of this together. And I, I'm hoping people are listening, A, because they, they're thinking about going to WordCamp Europe, but also for the ones that are organizing at home, because you guys provide really, I think, the best example of what it takes to put on a WordCamp, uh, because the scale is so huge. But the tasks are always the same. I mean, you still have to get sponsors, market, uh, you know, make sure attendees are taking care of all those interesting things. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the the sponsorship and capital team earlier. You guys sold out pretty quickly on the sponsorship, and then you opened up some more. Yeah, yeah, we 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 still have potential sponsors reaching out to us. Like this week, today there was one saying, "Hey, we 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 had no clue that this was happening." Uh, <laughs> um, uh, we had another one like, and and we're not just talking uh, about the bakery around the corner. These are major sponsors that have been admin, super admin sponsor, the higher tiers uh, in the past. So it's also a bit of a, uh, you know, uh, it's not a cool thing to now to say, hey, sorry, yeah, we sold out in two weeks or something like that. I mean, we didn't sell out in two weeks, but you know, the the, the main spots, the main slots, they were they were gone within within hours basically. Um, and yeah, we've been we've been thinking, what can, what else can we do? What else? What kind of creative solutions can we come up with um, to to get some more interested parties in and uh, and um, welcome them? Um, so yeah, that that probably has to do with the COVID situation as well. Yeah, I know Robbie's a sponsor mm -hmm. with OS Training. We're a sponsor uh, with Cloudways, and I remember like hitting the button like I was trying to get a concert ticket. Like I'm going to make <laughs> sure that we get in that in the queue for being sponsors. exactly. Well, I'm I'm glad you did because you're part of this now. Yeah, it, it's really pretty much the I'm just going to say it the, the first word camp in three years. I mean, it's for all intents and purposes. So th there's a lot of up excitement you know because it's been three years since the last in-person WordCamp Europe it's been two years with online WordCamps but the duration has been three years and that was huge I mean uh, we all felt it and I think I think there is a pattern there uh, you know everybody is anticipating uh, in-person WordCamps uh, again uh, we also saw the same pattern uh, pattern in WordCamp Athens which happened a couple of months ago one and a half uh, month uh, ago or so and uh, we saw the same pattern happening in, there again. Sponsors, you know, rushing in the beginning and then also uh, coming along even at the last week. And, you know, you cannot accommodate them all, but it, it shows the trend. Well, I think as, as speaking from a sponsor point of view, I know during the pandemic, because I also work on some uh, some events as a as an organizer as well. And when everybody had to flip to virtual events, it was it was a struggle. One, it was a struggle to get sponsors, and it the reason for that is because for sponsors, they had to say, "What is my return on investment with this?" 
Virtual events are great, and I've been to some really good ones over over the pandemic, but it is not the same. It is not the same as seeing someone in person, looking them in the eye, meeting them, talking about your dogs or your kids or your vacation that you did somewhere, and creating that personal connection over coffee, that kind of thing is, it's just different. And for a sponsor, there's also, you're also there with the other sponsors. And that was probably one of the bigger things I, I missed when I was doing the virtual events. I still would cut, you know, as a sponsor, I could reach out to the attendees, but as sponsors as a whole, we weren't networking with one another. And that happens at these type of events, you know, and that's where some of your bigger deals happen, right? I mean, partnerships occur and things like that. That's where the real money is made. Yeah, for sure. Now, I was gonna- Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. If you're looking to build online courses for your next client project or even for your own site, LearnDash is a perfect way to go. Whether you want to go out of the box or dive into customizations, they have you covered. For the latter, they have excellent documentation for hooks, functions, classes, and more. And how about that integration with WooCommerce? Again, got you covered. With full control over the checkout experience, customizing the account pages, selling products through courses, discounts, coupons, the list goes on. The LMS ecosystem continues to grow. So if you are building sites for those who teach online, check out LearnDash.com. Wegla is known as an industry standard in the WordPress space to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops. And as a supporter of the larger WordPress community, they are proud to announce their global sponsorship of 2022 WordPress events. With this sponsorship, I know they can continue to build long-lasting relationships and make new connections with the community and with you, the Woo Builders. So I say kudos to Weglot for this larger support to the ecosystem and make sure at the next event you attend to find them and say hi. You can learn about them at weglot.com and to read more about their global sponsorship. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. Now, I was going to ask you guys, and I'm not trying to open up a can of worms here, though, but a lot of the uh, (laughs) in-person, Robert's laughing at me, I'm not, but a lot of the (laughs) in-person events in other in other areas here, not, not necessarily work camps, but in other uh, open sources, they've tried to now move from, and just business, by the way, they decided with their in-person that they would do hybrid. And so they're doing in-person and online at the same time, but you guys didn't do a hybrid model out of the gate. You guys said, nope, we're going right back into in-person. Now, was that just like, it was one of your plan Bs, the hybrid model or not at all? Well, it's not entirely true. Um, I think we we always did a bit of a hybrid event. Also in the past, we always we always had a live YouTube feed uh, where you could attend the talks, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, the only thing that we're not doing now is this right. virtual networking. I mean, I, I really believe that this virtual networking of these little 3D puppets on your screen <laughs> sitting on a table and then the microphone and camera switch on, stuff like that. 
that's not going to work when you have 3,000 people or even 1,000 people in a venue, and then you have another 2,000 people watching from home. You see that in hybrid events, maybe in your company or, or meetings even, that around the table, there's different discussions than with the attendees that, that kind of call in. So in that perspective, we are really focusing on an in-person event. But if you're not comfortable with the situation or um, your, your country doesn't you know, allow you to get out, uh, take a flight or take a bus or, uh, you know, whatever, um, then you can still hop on one of the live streams and make sure that you get the most of it. But then from the comfort of your home. Awesome. So you guys are streaming out content. It's just you're not allowing uh, people to yeah. sign up and come on virtually, like like you said, those little like Kumo space kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going to foresee that that is not going to, provide an, an experience that, that we would like to, uh, to provide. Hybrid events are a struggle, especially at the size of 3,000 people. That is a struggle. So, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to throw my two cents in. Uh, I think a hybrid event would be great if it's completely split up. Like the week before WordCamp, you do virtual networking and all that kind of stuff, get people excited. You know, some of those people won't actually be in person. Some will, but they, they can start the mingling like almost ahead of time. I don't know. I, I'm just, again, two cents, maybe a penny and a half. Feel free to to coin the idea in at WordCamp US or, you know, any of the other WordCamps that are uh, going to aiming for an in-person event. I mean, I, w- I would be really interested to see how that's working out. Um, I, 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 I do see it happening, but someone needs to uh, take on the challenge and say, hey, let's give it a try. That, that, is that always the open source answer? That's a great idea. You should do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of hate that that argument. But in this case, I'm thinking, wow, um, we have such a, a, a large team already working on an, on one event, basically. And you're suggesting splitting this up into two events. <laughs> sure. So I, I just imagine, hmm, yeah, throw in an extra 40 volunteers to make this happen. Um, I mean, there's a lot of work work involved in in all this planning and all. I know Takis has a lot of time. Oh, on yes, his hands. I'm sure he does. Being community involved <laughs> in the community, um, I personally, personally, I'm. I, I mean, hybrid events are difficult, and like I said, for the very large events, I, I think that that would it would just really be a challenge. And so, two events is is probably a better idea. But you're right, not with the same team trying to do two events. You could not do that. Um, Takis, walk walk me through Contributor Day. Tell me about Contributor Day and what you guys are hoping for and what normally happens. Well, uh, in essence, the Contributor Day is a day uh, dedicated to contributing back to the to the WordPress ecosystem in, in very many ways. This is something that we need to emphasize every time because many people think that, you know, contributing to WordPress is uh, prob- probably just coding or you need to be uh, an expert developer to uh, attend and contribute to, to WordPress. The WordPress project, but this is not the case with WordPress. There are many, many areas of contribution that one uh, can participate. You know, like uh, design, uh, marketing, uh, translation, uh, organizing events, etc. So, during the the contributor day, uh, and this year we are aiming for something like 400 to 500 people attending the contributor day. What we do is uh, gather up in a big space. Uh, we have uh, uh, separate tables for all the separate contribution teams uh, that uh, comprise of the WordPress project. And each team sets for that day uh, a simple goal, a simple task for the day, uh, which uh, 
that gold could be could have been prepared, you know, in advance during the previous months, or it can be decided on the spot. Uh, during the day, the, each team tries to work on that towards that goal. At the end of the day, uh, we uh, present uh, to all the other teams. Each team presents to all the other teams uh, how the the day went along, and uh, then we move on to the next couple of days with uh, the talks and the content. But it's a, it's an integral part of its of its word camp. I think it's it's even in our handbook that when you do a word camp. You never forget that you know it's an open source project. WordPress is an open source project, and contributing to the community is an integral part, integral part of whatever you do. And I think WCEU has the biggest contributor day in the world, right? We've uh, we've reached something like uh, in the ballpark area of 500 people uh, attending and contributing on the same day uh, in the past, and this is the goal uh, this year as well. 500. It's and I'm going to reinforce what you said about you don't have to be, you know, an expert PHP coder to be part of Contributor Day. Tra- you know, you mentioned translations. Oh my goodness, how brilliant is that? It's one of the, the best best ways to enter the contributing, you know, realm of Word, WordPress translation. Almost everyone, you know, can do it. Yeah. You just need an account in the Polyglots uh, uh, platform, and there you go. Uh, just contribute a couple of strings every day. And you know, appetite builds up as you uh, as you go along, and then you can move on to another team, or you can start your own plugin, or you can you know network with other people. It's 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 a great way to break into uh, the community and contributing. How many uh, teams do you think will actually have, or you know, tables groups will have set up at community? Well, the total tables are going to be something like uh, fifty, but uh, the teams themselves, I think, uh, they're going to be something like uh, fifteen or sixteen, if if I remember correctly. Many team, many teams are going to have more than one tables. I think you have nineteen teams. Nineteen. Nineteen teams. Nineteen teams. I'm quickly counting on the website. Yeah. And probably what? Only four of them require any kind of programming experience. I'm just taking a rough guess. Perhaps a little more than that, but yeah, it's a small number. A small number, yeah. I'm a big fan of appealing to as wide of an audience as possible with Contributor Day because it's just, you know, folks need to know that it, it there are so many different ways. It's WordPress. It runs, you know, whatever billion number of websites and X percent of the entire internet. So it's not just code anymore. Oh, there's, a, there's a lot more. No, I mean, I, I was thinking like... To- yeah, learning teams, uh, Word TV. I mean, there's there's a lot of teams that d- don't require coding at all. So, well, if if we go with numbers, you know, most of them don't require coding. I mean, only only a small subset does. I mean, uh, translation, marketing, organizing events. I mean, if you're good at uh, you know communicating with people, uh, you know, uh, with sponsors, uh, with uh, you know, uh, with other community members, you can be an organizer. And that's a, a great way of giving back to the community as well. There are indeed very, very many ways. And even for people who are new to WordPress, in my opinion, the Contributor Day may even want to be one of the most important days for them because of the connections they will make with other people. Because we all know as we're working and then we're learning WordPress, then you're reaching out and asking questions, right? So you need that network to reach out to. It's so exactly so. I mean, really. Really, I, I I strongly suggest you know every beginner you know to try and overcome you know this initial intimidation of you know contributor days for you know for for experts or or whatever. It's not. I mean, the more beginners we have, the better, and they will benefit themselves 
immensely. I mean, I strongly recommend it to beginners. I've been to enough contributor days. Lurking is okay. You can just stand there and listen in. You don't even, you don't. Although we will try, we will try to draft you at some point uh, if we see you lurking, but. But, but see, that's a good thing. <laughs> even just lurking is okay. And then if you're shy and someone reaches out to you, you don't feel like you're uh, interrupting something very important. You've been, you've been asked. Yeah, not at all. That's really a good way. I mean, Nurking is okay, but do sign up, please, so we know <laughs> how many people to, to cater for. Um, but it's totally okay to just sign up for a random table and, and not knowing what's going on, and then just walking around a bit, getting the vibe a bit, and then being asked to, to join, or maybe just for a chat, you know? I mean, that is the the, the welcoming vibe that, that, that's on a contributor day. So I will say this, too. So we know there's lots and lots of great sessions but let's talk about the expo hall since, you know, I have a little bit of a vested interest in the expo hall. Let's talk about that and then we'll talk about sessions. What would you like to know about the expo hall? <laughs> so, uh, well, for one, um, are there dedicated times for that for the attendees or is it just that they organically go between sessions? I would say that, yeah. Um, it's basically, you know, from the more, if you look at the schedule, uh, we started around, I think, welcoming at 8 or 8.30, local Porto time. Um, I think the first session starts around 9 or something. That is basically also when the doors open to the expo area. I don't know if you saw the venue, if you kind of, you know, Googled or Google images uh, for the Superbook Arena in Porto. It's so cool looking. It's an amazing venue. And what we what we did is we, we kind of split it in half. So you basically have a half moon shaped area for track one and the other side is for is the expo area and we have an outer ring uh, like a circle around the venue with the uh, small business uh, sponsors and it's yeah basically open from morning till late afternoon as long as the program lasts so it's really yeah trying to welcome you to you know check out some booths and sponsors and see what's going on there we we do have a lot of sponsors and they all have their stories to tell, uh, stuff to share. Of course, there's goodies and all that, but I think it's really, um, uh, it's a really fun experience. You know, it's just, you know, uh, strolling through the expo area, uh, having a chat or just looking around. I mean, it's going to be a great vibe there. Um, and then will we hear Matt speak? Um, it is on day two. Uh, so that is the, the, the 4th of June. Um, at the end of the day. So uh, at four o'clock uh, in the afternoon, uh, again, that's Porto time. Um, I think Matt has an hour uh, on stage and that will also kind of wrap up the day, uh, will be followed by closing remarks. And then you have some time off to prepare for the after party. That's right, to go take a nap so you can stay up till the end of the party. Yeah, yeah, do take a nap. <laughs> yeah. I saw the after party goes till 2 a.m., right? Uh, well, I've got news for you. I think it's five in the morning. Um, that starts with a bite and, um, and you know, drinks, uh, a DJ, stuff like that. Well, so, so it brings me to two. Th well, I, I did still want to, you know, touch back on all the speakers that are involved. I mean, the selection team has done an amazing job. It's diverse across pretty much everything I can see. I mean, you know, looking at the names, many I know, you know, from all over Europe, uh, Middle East as well. I mean, you, you know, you, you're covering sort of the EMEA there, and uh, men, women, everything. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm very impressed by the, the the selection committee, and and I know it's really hard work. Yep. Make sure you actually take a 
you know, take the time to see some of these sessions. I mean, it, it, there, there's some amazing people here. Ah, uh, yeah, of course we're we're joking about the after party, but that's just the after party. I mean, in the end, there is some, uh, there's a really really cool schedule uh, with with really interesting talks. And again, like with Contributor Day, um, there's something for for everybody there. You know, whether you're a beginner or uh, you've been in the industry for 15 years, uh, there's going to be a couple of talks that you really want to attend um, in these two days. So, yeah, do check out the schedule and kind of prepare before you dive in and make sure that you know what's going on there. We have some really cool workshops. I think two workshops in parallel going on. Um, some take a bit longer than the, than the talks. So yeah, that's something to kind of adjust your schedule to maybe. And are all of the sessions being uh, video recorded and streamed? Always. Yeah. Um, but track one and two are both uh, being streamed. Yeah, they're also recorded and then uploaded to WordPress TV, as always, which is which which is great because sometimes there's like two sessions you want to see at the same time, and you know I haven't yet to figure out how to really split myself, as in Harry Potter world where I don't have a little time turner to go to two. But <laughs> so um, I know you guys have not sold out yet. So how would people go and get a ticket? Just head to europe.wordcamp.org uh, 2022 uh, and get yourself a ticket. I believe we have another 300 left or so. Something like that. All right. Yeah. So they are running out. But yeah, I think it's an event not to miss, especially after all these COVID years. And if I, if I, may, if I may add one last thing that's not to miss, it's, is that uh, it's also the 10th anniversary of WordCamp Europe that we're celebrating this year. So you've got one more reason not to miss it because... Wow. Many nice things are going to happen, you know, around that theme. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait. Uh, it's the 10th anniversary. Uh, there's going to be 3,000 people. We've been starving for contact with our fellow WordPressers. Uh, after party. All, and we didn't even touch on all, all the other side parties that will be going on for, you know, three days <laughs> beforehand. It's 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 really going to be insanely festive, ex insanely exciting, and it, it's going to be a great learning experience. Uh, you, you, you guys have really done some amazing work to put this together. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. And for everyone that's listening, please tune in to the next Do The Woo. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. Building online courses are in demand for your next project consider LearnDash, which integrates with any WooCommerce shop. And if you are attending WordCamp Europe, make sure and stop by the booth and say hi to the Weglot team. Tell them do the Woo sent you. And of course, if you haven't grabbed your ticket to WordCamp Europe, make sure and do so before they're all gone. You can always follow us on Twitter at DoTheWoo. Over on our site, all sorts of good stuff at DoTheWoo.io or on your favorite podcast app. And if you are going to WordCamp Europe, make sure and find me. Say hi. Let's hang out. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo.